Hello everyone, I'm Catherine Biroy, your personal growth and business coach, and I have just one mission, to help you do what you love and make your dream business flourish. I'm very honored and happy to have a special guest with me today, Lamin Abdul-Malik, uh, won a Nobel Peace Prize with the International Atomic Energy Agency in 2005, for which he worked for over 14 years. Lamin has over 20 years experience in international development, primarily in Africa. At the agency, he developed a regional strategy to help over 41 African countries use nuclear science and technology to address their primary development challenges in health, agriculture, and radiation safety. He started his career working at the UK Department for International Development, where he worked on the international trade, debt relief, and economic and social research. However, he is very passionate about coffee. Someone who is more passionate about coffee than me, actually. And he has been writing about coffee for over 13 years, for which he was featured on CNN. In June 2019, he was invited to participate at the International Coffee Organization and European Union Coffee Symposium on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, where he interacted with global players like Starbucks and Nestle, uh, as they discussed ways in which to improve the coffee value chain. Following his departure from the agency, he has set himself a goal of having a positive impact on at least 1 million lives within the next five years, using his skill set in development, education, and of course, coffee. Thank you so much for being my guest. I'm truly honored and happy to share this space with you. Thank you. Good afternoon, Catherine. Thanks for this opportunity. And I hope that I can be, bring benefit to you and to your listeners too. It's my pleasure. Uh, I think we share a bit of similar mission because I also intend to, to impact at least a million people. <laughs> so if, if, fantastic. <laughs> if we join our forces, that would be a minimum of two million, right? <laughs> That's right. And more. <laughs> and, and more. So tell me, how did you fell in love with coffee? What makes you fell in love with coffee? Yeah, so I mean, I was kind of always a little bit interested in coffee. And in 2005, we actually went on a family holiday to Rome. And my cousin's actually married to an Italian. And he said, well, in Italy, we always drink lots of coffee. So he actually introduced me to a mocha pot. And I never had a mocha pot before, before I used to have, sadly, instant coffee. And um, I had French press coffee a little bit. And when I tasted coffee with a mocha pot, I thought, oh, wow, this is like a completely different taste I've never experienced before in coffee. So when I actually went back to Vienna, where I was living back then, I just started doing a lot of research um, on coffee. Back then, internet was still quite new. And I started discovering all these articles about things called the God shot of espresso. And I thought, this is fantastic. So I bought an espresso machine. I tested it out. It wasn't good enough. So I bought another espresso machine. Once I started buying ones that I couldn't tell my wife the price of because they were really expensive. And then I just, there was, and back then about 2006, 2007, there was actually the first of its kind coffee conference in London called Cafe Culture. And I went there and I met um, World Barrister Championship, basically the World, Co World Championship for Coffee. And I met a guy called James Hoffman. I met him and I just started talking to him and I thought this is fascinating. I mean, as a young boy, I've always been interested into food. I loved eating. And so coffee was like, you know, experimenting with my taste buds. And I thought, this is fantastic. So I, I read a lot of books and I thought, okay, I want to share this knowledge with the world. So I, I want to create a blog. And I thought, what can I call it? You know, my, my childhood hero is James Bond. I thought, oh, From Russia with Love was my favorite movie. 
why don't I just call it from Coffee with Love? And of course, that name was available back then. Because for me, coffee was like a love kind of relationship. And that's how I basically started writing about coffee and then buying coffees from different parts of the world, writing about them, tasting them, speaking to experts. Then in 2010, I took my family to Cape Town. I'm not from South Africa. I said, oh, I just want to go to a different city in the world. And I opened up my cafe. And I ran that for about three years. Um, and then ever since I've been writing about coffee and I think 2013 or 14 CNN actually approached me and said, oh, we want to do a special on drinking coffee in different cities. Would you like to write about Vienna? And I said, well, of course, I was honest. So I, I wrote that article and I've been, so the love story basically started um, 15 years ago. So I've been writing about coffee and now I want to actually do that more in full time with what I want to do in my next chapter in my life. Amazing. I love that. You, you know, yeah. I'm a coffee lover. I told you that. Yeah. But you don't know how huge coffee lover I am. <laughs> so I, I went to nutritionist. Now I'm, I'm on, a, on a, some kind of special, special plan. And she said, uh, do you drink coffee? And I said, yes, of course. Yeah, you need to have a breakfast first. And I was like, okay. But, you know, I, I'm going to freak out without my coffee. It's, it's not an addiction. It's, it's truly love. I, I really love to enjoy the taste and the smell and all of that. And that is actually how we connected, how we connected online. I, I saw you in one group and I saw that you are a coffee lover. And then I discovered all these amazing things that you actually did. And, and wish to invite you to, to join me here and to share this story with my audience. So Thanks, you, uh, you are awarded with the Nobel Peace Prize. I am, yeah. I'm truly honored. W what's the feeling? How you felt? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so basically it was in 2005 and it was during the time, and it's a bit obvious because a little bit political. So it was during the time where the International Atomic Energy Agency, which is where I used to work for, um, they were asked to basically go into Iraq to find out if there any WMDs, weapons of mass destruction, and they concluded that actually there wasn't any. So it was in recognition of that fact that the Nobel Peace Committee actually announced us. And in fact, they don't actually tell you before, you actually find out on TV. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everybody, everybody's tuned in. I think I can't remember what it was CNN, and they're announcing it. And um, our DJ back then, Mohamed El-Baradai, actually, he, every year he was always wishing what happened. And on the, day, on the day that we actually won, he actually went, I think he went into the kitchen or something to get something. And he came in and they announced it and he was in shock. And immediately he called uh, like a, a boardroom meeting with all the staff in the IAEA and it all went down. And we, we just basically celebrated, thanking everybody for it because it was basically a group effort. And... The DJ basically, there was talk of give, awarding him the, actually the award, and he said, No, it's for my team mm -hmm. because nuclear science and technology is for peace and development. I worked on the development aspect, mm -hmm. and usually the award actually comes with $1 million. Mm -hmm. And we, were, we agreed to use that money for radiotherapy. And back then, I was working on the premier radiotherapy project in Africa, which was helping Zambia establish their first radiotherapy center. So, in fact, some of that prize money came into my project to train doctors how to treat cancer. So, so that I, I felt the impact from both ends, not just having the award, which I also have the award. So we also got an award, um, which is which is in it, it, we're in transit at the moment, so it's in storage at the moment. But also from the prize money, I was able to use that to help Zambia establish their first cancer hospital as well. Wonderful! I'm speechless. I I didn't know that 
little detail <laughs> you are you are actually changing world in in a, in a big way i am i'm truly impressed with with this gesture and uh, yeah i hope that that people will feel what i'm feeling now but not just that you did all of these amazing things but you are also a leadership coach um and i would like you to tell me a little bit what do you think can everyone be a leader Yes, so I, my concept, I mean, when I use the term, terminology leadership coach, people probably think, oh, he only coaches leaders, but I actually believe that everybody's a leader mm -hmm. because you only have your own life. So basically, I believe you're a leader to lead your own life, to search for your purpose and lead a truly fulfilling life. So when I use the terminology leadership, I mean, actually, first, you need to lead yourself because how can you lead anybody if you don't know what you want from yourself? If you don't know where you, if you don't know what, if you get into the car, you don't know where you're going, and everybody in the car is waiting for you, then you can't. You, you, you need to understand. Exactly. So, so my my so so using that terminology, leadership basically means that you need to understand understand yourself, understand what your purpose is for, and I and I know that definitely it takes a while for people to discover their purpose. I like the concept where Jay Shetty mentioned that people always search for their purpose, but actually it's already within you. It's, not, it's nothing that's outside because we have created with our own, our own entity. Everything is within us, whether it's our heart, our soul, our spirit. It's all within us. So it's just a matter of taking a bit of time just to do a little bit of introspection. And then you can actually find, okay, this is my life. How do I want to lead it to be a better person for myself and also for those all around you? That's my concept of leadership. <laughs> and I agree 100%, like 100%. That's why my book is called Live From Your Heart and Mind, because it starts, it starts here. And my audience is actually the mostly interested in personal growth, leadership and business growth. And, and when, you, when you put it like that, you are actually delivering the same message I'm trying to share to those millions of people. That Actually, everything comes from within and then from within we grow my favorite poet said that actually the the road to the stars but he meant the stars really uh, it actually leads you back to yourself and, yeah. and the sooner we understand that it will be easier for us to to really really create our lives and, and everything. I, I love this concept I, I'm, I'm fully with it um, now an interesting one how would you coach me <laughs> <laughs> so I mean what, what I so going back on what I was talking about earlier and I always I always believe the concept of virtues and values so traditionally we had the concept of virtues which are things like honesty integrity chastity wisdom courage now we have the concept of values and the, the only issue that I have with values is that what might be valuable to you might not be valuable to me whereas if we root that in virtues I think then we can use it as a platform. So I can say, okay, what are your, what do you aspire to? What are the things that you hold dear to your heart first and foremost? Mm -hmm. And then if you're aware of that, then we can say, okay, let's try and build a life of purpose based on your values and your virtues, because that means it's intertwined with your spirit and your soul. And that's, and I believe that's more everlasting rather than me saying, oh no, let's build a life for you. That's based on X or Y. It has to come from within. And I think that, so if I was to coach someone, someone, an expert like you, maybe you already think like that, that's where I would start. Just starting from what do you hold dear to? What is it that you wish, oh, I wish I could change this in the world. Like, you know, there's a concept that says we should ask our children not what they want to become, but what would they love to change in the world? 
what would they like to see more of? And I think if you ask a lot of people in the world, they'd like to see definitely more justice, which is a virtue. So I think if we build it on these foundations that for centuries, you know, our, our, our societies were built on these principles of courage and wisdom, chastity and truth, then we can use that as a springboard to say, okay, how, is, how does that relate to you? And how can you use that in building a life that you want with, with meaning? So that's probably where I would start. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I agree like 100%. You might not believe, but two days ago, I think maybe even yesterday, I was talking to a friend of mine and he's struggling. He doesn't like job that he's doing. And I was asking him similar questions. And Alexander, if you are listening to this now, now you heard that from someone else. So maybe you won't listen to it. <laughs> so you, you help for sure. <laughs> someone. Uh, I, I absolutely yeah. loved that concept. And I believe that um, there are three things for me uh, that is for sure integrity, which is not situational. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people people behave like integrity is situational. Like when they are in different uh, situation or position, like in front of authority, they change behavior. But yes. no, integrity is not situation. It's who you are, and you need to stand behind that. Then yeah. of course trustworthy and and lovability. I love. I I think I invented that word. I don't you know if it exists. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good word to invent. <laughs> I mean, you know, when someone is a lovable person, that means that they have an open heart space and that they will embrace you just as you are. And if the world was based on these foundations and if we can touch just one life and that life will actually, you know, change the life of their family and then the family change the neighborhood and neighborhood change the city and then we have a ripple effect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that is where these one, two, three, five or 10 million people will actually <laughs> find exactly. out about that. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I am opening my magical app because you are okay. going to hear a ring bell after 10 seconds when, you, when okay. I ask you these questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> this sounds like fun. So let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I will ask you very quick questions. And you have like 10 seconds or, or just, um, just a sentence to answer to me. Are you yeah. Ready? Yes. First one, of course. What kind of coffee you like the most? Oh, I'm the coffee lover. I love different types of coffee. So in the morning, I love cappuccino because I love milk. But in the afternoon, I love what I call filter coffee because you can taste the, the nice fruity elements of coffee. So I drink filter coffee actually more time than I drink espresso-based but definitely, um, I think filter coffee, I need to have that at least once a day. Awesome. We have the same taste. Although I, I like sometimes that we call it Turkish coffee. I'm not sure. Um, I guess it's, I don't know. It's just uh, how we make coffee, coffee here uh, to like very old way. We boil yeah. the water and we just, you know, we have that original seeds, which we uh, like, you know, um, Ah, make the powder of it and then just yes. you know it's it's just uh, yeah sometimes i like to drink something like that because my granny used to you know, used to make it yeah the second one um what would your advice be for someone <laughs> like me obviously <laughs> who would like to impact <laughs> a million people like you <laughs> um i think the first priority should always be yourself so when you understand who you are then you can lead with confidence 
and then you start to have a positive impact on your life and i think you can have a positive impact on other people's lives because people people get naturally drawn to radiance so when you see that bright that lightness within you within your heart and it shines in your eyes and how you speak they get actually drawn to that so i think the first step is to start with yourself put yourself first and then you can have an impact on other people's lives i think amazing and so wise stay in your own lane i didn't even ring the bell because this was so profound (laughs) (laughs) and and the third one what's your favorite book and why um well naturally as a muslim definitely the quran because um it gives me uh, like what people say that about the north star so in terms of my purpose when i started getting into my religion i'll say about 15 20 years ago i just found oh wow this is why i'm here I'm supposed to do A, B, and C. And what I love about that as well, going back to the last question, is that actually we're here not for ourselves. There's 7 billion people in the world. So basically the first relationship is with God, obviously, but the second relationship, and in fact, the one that you asked the most questions about is about how you helped people. How did you help, how did you contribute people's lives? Mm-hmm. And that's why it relates basically to my goal of one million people's lives. It's kind of a little bit related to that concept mm-hmm. as well. It's like, I'm not here by myself. I'm here for creation so that's that's why i'm here basically and the other books that have had a big impact on my life this year definitely napoleon hill think and grow rich which i think should just be renamed how to be how to be successful as the title is a bit is a bit deceptive but it's very important it covers things from desire to faith how to think um and when i read that book for the first time this year i thought wow and in fact i've been using a lot of those principles in having a purposeful life and just being a bit more organized in how i want to reach my goal beautiful i i that's what that's one of my favorite books i actually have it here on my shelf and i I read it again this year like when we were on vacation uh yes the brilliant concepts in that book i was i was absolutely amazed and i recognized uh, because before that book, I was reading a lot by Robin Sharma and Vishen Lakhiani and so on. I recognized similarities in, in the way of thinking and consciousness Definitely. and spirituality. Yeah. You and I, we belong to one very beautiful group and we were making videos around spirituality and your video truly touched my heart. Everything you said is is absolutely how I can see and feel that. Uh, and I believe that we will make much more interesting things together. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> just just tell us for the end, please, uh, where people can find you, how they can reach out to you, and what we can expect from your magic until the okay. end of the year. Um, yes, so I'm actually in the in the process of actually moving to Dubai, mm-hmm. and where I want to be a full time coffee consultant. But of course, a lot of people are asking about my expertise. So I've done lots of things working in development where it's helping people establish regular therapy centers to cure cancer, which is actually the number one killer disease in the world at the moment. Um, of course, I, I write about coffee. So if you're on Instagram, from Coffee With Love is my Instagram handle. And on LinkedIn, um, Lemina I, I my hashtag is Honest Management. Going back to what we talked about earlier on, basically Honest Management was just about being honest with yourself, where you're really honest about yourself and, and ask yourselves those tough questions and ask your heart those tough questions, then I think you can move forward. And that's actually the concept of honest management. It's not about telling managers to be honest about managing yourself honestly for you to have a purposeful life. So I'm on LinkedIn, I'm doing that. And I'm also doing a few webinars 
um, and I'm going to provide like business services and then maybe coach maybe a small handful of clients as well who actually want to live a purposeful, purposeful life. So that's what I'm actually on the verge of doing. And I look forward definitely to interacting with you, Catherine. I really love some of your concepts and I hope I can get access to your book one of these days. Absolutely. I will send you a gift. <laughs> I will Fine. definitely send you, I will send you a gift. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest. You you really made my day and I believe my audience will enjoy too as much as I did. And um, right. I wish you a wonderful day and we will catch up on LinkedIn for sure. Definitely. Um, um, thanks a lot for this opportunity and I really, really learned a lot as well from speaking to you. Thanks a lot, Catherine. My pleasure. And thank you everyone who were with us today on this on this call and this interview. You will watch this on my social media as well as my upcoming podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>